Welcome to the highway with Kyle Shut. I am just editing my podcast while I sit on my computer. Hey, everybody. Boy, do we got a treat for you this week. We got the hottest band in the Iceland, the Vintage Caravan. Their singer, Oscar Augustson, sat down with me this week, and we talked about all kinds of goofy stuff like smoking weed and playing guitar. You know me. If you like what you've been hearing on the program, go ahead and click that little subscribe button or that little follow bell or that little notification bird. I don't know. You know what to do. Hit every button on your keyboard and and one of them is surely going to work. And if you want to go one step further and help me keep the lights on so I can keep this podcast rolling, you can find us at patreon.com slash the highway. You can get early access to next week's episode. You can get a shout-out on the program. You can even get a six-pack shout-out if you throw a six-pack of beer in my fridge like old Screw Up McCracken this week. We also got Bastion Hellwig, Christopher Baker, Sean Arney, Kevin the Dude Guy. I couldn't do what I do without you people. I love you so much. We also got to give a lot of love to our sponsors, Heil Sound, because if you like the way I sound, it's because there's a Heil in front of me, baby. Now that's enough of the small talk. Let's do things my way. The Highway. Hello. What's up? How you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Where where are you right now? uh, Iceland, uh, Reykjavik, Iceland, basically. Nice. Yeah, just the uh, capital area and uh, yeah, at home with my dog and yeah, not much going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had read that you uh, had, uh, the band had moved to Denmark for a little while, so I didn't know uh, kind of where you were in the world, but yeah, Iceland. I, uh, I've never oh, yeah, been. Oh exactly. yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to go to Iceland. Uh, it's just one of those yeah, no, oh, yeah. things okay, like, yeah. just it's it's tough to make a tour stop there if you're sort of a medium-sized band, you know? Cause, Definitely, yeah. yeah. But, um, but what's the... Uh, yeah. What's the rock scene like there? Because, I mean, everybody's heard of, obviously, like, uh, you know, the, the big Icelandic bands. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, what, yeah, what exactly. about the more underground scene? I mean, the like, the black metal scene is pretty, it's, like, really booming for a while now. Yeah. It's, uh, like, a lot of uh, bands like Svartidöyði, Mestirming, and uh, a lot of stuff that's hard to pronounce. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, a lot of, so that scene was really big now for a few years, and, uh there's a lot of lot of bands here, uh, a lot of really good rock bands, but um, but you know it's kind of it's kind of a hard scene because especially with like uh, well I guess like the tourism is like really booming here you know yeah. and uh, and the uh, so like a lot of like fantastic venues were being like you know kind of torn down to make room for hotels and yep. that kind of stuff. But you know there's a the talents here for sure, so there's a lot of good stuff. Sure. I was gonna say with with the black metal bands, like even if you can't pronounce it, like you you couldn't read the logo anyway, so <laughs> it really doesn't matter. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you just yell a little bit, and, and then you're like, yeah, hope they know who who you're talking about. Right, right. No. I just wanted to say it's a big pleasure uh, speaking to you, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, uh, well, well, yeah, cheers, thank brother. you so much for getting me on. It. Here. So, yeah, awesome. absolutely. Uh, yeah, y'all's band kicks ass too. Um, you have a new record coming out, right? And and like four, it'll be out by the time this yes. airs. But yeah, it comes out real soon. Exactly. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah, so it's coming out now, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's a good feeling. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, exciting to make some uh, getting some new tunes out there, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just excited, happy with the response so far at least. So good. Did yeah. you have you had the record for a while, and you put off the uh, 
the release date because of the the pandemic or was it a thing where you just decided to to just do it anyway who cares yeah a little bit but you know it was you know we actually we recorded in what was it february and march of uh, 2020 so yeah. right before shit hit the fan yeah <laughs> you know in the before time right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was uh, so it was uh, yeah so we managed to record everything and not worry about anything so that was a really nice uh, nice thing and then uh, and then we, you know, uh, it was, you know, I guess uh, okay thing. We had all, you know, all, all the time in the world to mix it and kind of just make it exactly how we wanted the album to sound. Yeah. And uh, actually, we did it via email, which was kind of weird. We have some experience in that, but you know, but it's it's kind of funny when you're like, hey, can I have a little bit more kick drum? Uh, and then you five days later you hear it and you're like, <laughs> no, put it put it back, please, <laughs> and you know, or something, you know. Uh, so yeah. it's. Uh, it can. It takes a it takes a while, but you know when you. Uh, but when we got in the groove and the, uh, and things were sounding good in four different um, devices and you know right. and places, yeah. then then we knew the mix was in a good place. Mm-hmm. So that was so what I was, uh, that's, a, yeah. that's a positive thing about it, I guess. So. Yeah. Anytime we would record. But yeah, we didn't really actually. The original original plan was to release the album in like February of twenty twenty one. So. Oh. Not that bad. Yeah, you're not that far. Yeah, off, yeah. yeah. Right? No, exactly. So just, yeah, exactly. two months after. So that's that's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say every time yeah. we record, um, I would take take the record and just put it in the shittiest sounding uh, boombox that I could find. And I was like, if it sounds yeah. good on this, it'll sound good anywhere. You know what I mean? So that's uh, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's exactly. The worst thing. It's like the like car to it on like really nice speakers, and you're like, that's perfect. And you take it somewhere else, and just all you can hear is like just booming low end or whatever. But that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. So. uh yeah, you got any uh, tour plans going on? I mean, I know the world's kind of opening back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we we are uh, planning on doing um, a tour in February, March, which sounds a little optimistic, but I mean, I like optimism. So yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll we hope hopefully that goes, and uh, I hope that goes well. And uh, but you know, we are going to uh, we have a. Uh, a warm-up tour uh, well we're warming up for uh opening up for uh opeth it's going to be our third run with them awesome that'll so, be amazing yeah yeah yeah. The, the sword uh we did a tour with them last jeez uh, i don't know this might have been four years ago at this point it feels like yesterday okay. but uh god yeah. that was so good because opeth was a band you know that there's a lot of similarities with the sword not necessarily musically but they started one way of just like super in your face black metal and then ended up you know just kind of going through all these prog transitions over the years and and uh, the sword you know kind of started as this like super heavy thing that we just kind of broadened our palette and just kind of got a little more dynamic over the years and uh, so it was we were two bands that were kind of famous for pissing our fans off you know and so yeah (laughs) it it really worked Uh, i was i was surprised um that was, yeah, that was some exactly. of the best shows we ever played were on that tour. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's how, awesome. how are they in Europe? I mean, I'm sure it's just massive over there, massive shows. Yeah, yeah, big. Yeah, they also they did like these, you know, these really, really just amazing kind of venues. They probably could have done bigger venues, but the uh, it was like every it was like a like you know just like like these royal theaters right. kind of feeling, yeah. you know, with like these amazing balconies and stuff where, where I felt very out of out of place really you know i was like i'm used to playing these little uh, shitty little holes from you know uh-huh. somewhere and uh but then we play in these things and you're like hello yeah it's kind of weird but you know it's uh but it was it was an amazing experience and the guys treated us so well and uh yeah quite an uh 
just just such a big honor. I just remember being like nine years old as like a like a family get together, and like my cool uncle was like, "Hey, do you know Opeth?" And uh, and it was uh, I kept thinking about that, you know, that while I was on the tour, I was like, "Yeah, here I am." It's quite so cool. quite surreal, man. Yeah, but I, but as you said, like when when they're like you know they've evolved their sound so much that you know I think that's a little, and you guys as well, you know I think it's such a admirable thing to do, you know, because you know when when you know when fans really love something like one particular thing that you do, it's a uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's a uh, I really I really like oh, I you know it's a it's a very um, how should I say yeah, it's just an admirable thing to just like do what what you feel and just go in the direction. In that direction, that. You know, yeah, we, uh, yeah. it was definitely the, the way I looked at it was, um, I, I didn't feel like we changed genres or anything because I always felt like we were just a rock band. I just, it, once you get pigeonholed mm-hmm. as kind of this like stoner thing, you're expected to sound a certain way. And so I, I, it was really important to me personally to just sort of push the boundaries of what stoner rock means. And just, just because you're a stoner rock band doesn't mean you can't play like a yeah. dance pop song or like an acoustic kind of jangly country sounding song or or a, a crazy thrash song whatever you know it was just kind of like it was it was all about pushing boundaries and, and hopefully inspiring younger people uh, to not be yeah. too afraid to uh, take chances like that and just i don't know so we, uh, exactly we might have like kind of thrown our own career under the bus for a minute but that's okay you know it is it's it, people always come around it, it might take a few years sometimes if everything might not be like a, yeah. a hit right out the gate but um it's all about yeah, uh, just exactly. the, the long game. Definitely, definitely. I mean, like a lot of, uh, I guess you're like like a lot of my favorite albums are albums that kind of sound like. Sometimes it sounds like five different bands mm-hmm. within the one album. You know, yep. you know, just you know, a Let's Happen record is a good example of that. Where exactly. it's just one minute it's just blazing rock riffs, and then the next is just super mellow, and and the next one is super complicated, and you know, it's just, and also the Beatles, of course, is probably the best example of that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, definitely. I appreciated when bands like in the '90s too would do that. Like, a Smashing Pumpkins were one of those bands. They're one of my favorite bands just because they're so dynamic, and yeah. just like nobody writes music yeah. like that uh, hardly anymore. And no. uh, it was just uh, I've always loved bands that you had many many faces. Um, but I also love a, a good, just different. like you know, the thrash band that just does one thing over and over too. It's just there's, it's I love music, yeah. man. I could, um, I could go exactly. on and on about it. But um, of course, of course, yeah. What? Uh, I, I, I was, I looked a little bit, but I, I didn't. You guys have never toured the states, have you? No, never actually. Yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, it's it's on the to do list. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, never been over the closest i've ever been to the states is well we did a south america run but you know but we've that's the closest we've uh-huh. gone in that direction as a band i once went to jamaica as a kid but you know nice. yeah that, <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> what, uh, do you do you have any expectations i mean like just because it's it's very different from touring europe yeah exactly yeah i've i've heard you know basically what i well what we want to do is just uh, support uh, a larger band because we know some bands that go there and do a headline tour and they just, you know, have a really tough time, mm-hmm. you know, with trying to, you know, get people to come and, you know, it's uh, hard to make it work at least from just the experiences from I've heard, you know, so, but, you know, so basically uh, we've heard that the best move is go with a band that has kind of established their, established themselves in the States and kind of, tag along with that you know yeah. and uh, but yeah i i i'm just i i think 
uh, the only I, I kind of feel like the audience would really react to our music. I think this is uh, our music is something that would uh, probably, uh, hopefully at least, would uh, get a pretty good reaction in the states. It so, would. Uh, it, mean, it's just tough to, like you said, to get people to come out. And I mean, this yeah. uh, pandemic stuff aside, it was tough before. I'm really curious yeah. to see how it's going to be now because um, it's. Uh, it's so divided now. People's um, attention is, has just never been more uh, yet yeah, divided. People's just beliefs have never been more divided. It's it's crazy. I'm yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, we, we supposedly we have tour dates in the fall, so uh, I'll be out okay. there. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'd be really yeah, interested to see. Um, is that in the states? How that goes or? down? Yes. Um, yeah, we yeah. haven't been to Europe yeah. since uh, God 2015, I think. It was, oh, really? Yeah, the Used wow. Future Tour kind of got cut short, and then we just didn't go there uh, on that album cycle. And then, yeah, we haven't... The Sword hasn't even been in the same room in three years, almost. It's crazy to think about. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. I guess we, you guys did that. You, you guys were doing the, the, the cover cover stuff. Uh, like, like uh, the, yeah. yeah, was it the album, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, you. but yeah, yeah that's... Uh, that Three was, years, that's a long time. I know, yeah, because like it, everything sort of came together. We were like, let's do this uh, anthology release, and then all of a sudden Primus called yeah. us, and we were going to do this tour, and it was all looking good, and then the whole world shut down. So it's uh, it was sort yeah. of a, a bit longer exactly. of a break than, than we anticipated, but but that's okay. And it was, um, yeah. it was really, I was really excited about, uh, after that, doing some headlining dates and taking out smaller bands and, and things like that, you know, uh, and they just that, that needed a leg up uh, because... Yeah, like you said, it's just like it, it's going to be once tours do start happening, it, everybody is going to hit the road at the same time. The competition is going to be crazy. It's a uh, it, I'm really curious to see how it's going to turn out. We, uh, this is the highway, so we we got to talk about weed. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's the? Uh, I don't know. Do, do you smoke? Do you still smoke? Or no? It's not. A I, I've never. I have uh, never been the big smoker. I I didn't. You know. I. You know, I grew up. I started the band when I was like eleven years old. Oh, so wow. and like and so I, uh, you know, and I started playing pubs and that kind of stuff just right away, basically. You know, like twelve years old, playing downtown Reykjavik and that kind of stuff. And uh, so I was always playing around, you know, with with uh, yeah. There's of course people intoxicated and that kind of stuff. And I I didn't really. Uh, I mean, I started drinking when I was like sixteen or something. But and I kind of. I was always a little bit like you know uh, wary of it, but when I was like I guess twenty one, twenty something, you know, or then I, I tried it for the first time. I was on on tour with uh, what was it? Blues Pills, and it was all <laughs> nice. And I, I decided them. to go with the edibles. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, it was it was like the tour when they like really blew up, and uh, we were like it was booked for like you know five hundred capacity and stuff, and then it was like fifteen hundred capacity, and then we were in um, the Netherlands, of course, you know, close to Amsterdam, and um, somebody brought some weed cake, uh, yeah, some like uh, space cake, and yeah. uh, I just remember eating that, and I was like, I don't feel anything, <laughs> and then I went to sleep, or like tried to go to sleep, and and then I was like. And then I, each time I was like trying to like stay still, and every time my eyes would move, like the whole like like the bus would move, and I was like, Mm-mm-mm. and uh, and I went out and I was like, the bus is moving, and uh, the, all the guys in the band were like, no, it's not, man. you're you're doing fine. And I was like, it is, and then uh, I <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that for a 
good minute after that. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's like a I guess like a one once a year kind of thing, two uh -huh. two times a year kind of thing for me. So. But yeah, I I enjoy it, but in, uh, in in small doses. It still works that way because, like, if you do it all the time every day, it's just like it, you, your tolerance goes through the roof, you know. Especially exactly. uh, on, on uh, it's funny on tour though, because um, it's in the states we you know have a pretty good uh, network of people and just I don't know a, a good system of like how to get pot, you know what I mean? In most states it's legal yeah. now, um, but even mm -hmm. if not, you know, there's you know. It, you know how to go about getting it if you want it if you're you know that's that's the thing about being a stoner on tour is that you traveling with it is kind of you know sketchy so yeah. uh, you usually have yeah. to go find it everywhere you are but uh europe is totally different yeah. man um it's because it's people are a lot more low-key about it over there and they're, but they're also a little more yeah. secretive about it i feel like i, I feel like even if yeah. a person does smoke they wouldn't yeah. like advertise that fact really or, or talk about it very much you know no. what i mean it's much more of a like yeah. behind closed doors kind of thing. definitely yeah i think it's it's uh it's a very it's very hush hush so, like so and i you know i know some american bands that go out on tour and they even have like a because it's kind of like a like as i say kind of a kind of secretive you know that you know they even have like a like if you want to donate weed uh, put it into this box they <laughs> <laughs> have it at the merch table or something oh yeah we have that <laughs> oh. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was a pretty funny, uh, funny way to go about it. You know, Be, yeah, I, I guess it works. You know, so we would yeah. have two tip jars. We would say these tips are for or for food, and these tips are for weed. And there was money always yeah. went into the weed jar. Nobody cared about the weed <laughs> jar. <Yeah. laughs> Don't care about nutrition. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it's. Uh, but yeah, I guess you know it's like. We used to live in Denmark for a while, and and their weed wasn't really. It was more of a hash kind of country. You know? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, where in Denmark? Uh, you know, in, in the sorry. Where in Denmark? Oh yeah, it was uh, is Sundborg, which is like in the middle of nowhere. Every time we would tell uh, a Danish person where we lived, they would be like, "Why? <laughs> Why do you live there?" <laughs> so. It was a very interesting period, you know, we, we, it was, I was, well, we moved out, uh, I was 19 and, uh, we basically just said to our booker, just book as many shows as humanly possible. We'll, uh, bring our car, uh, by a, with a ferry, you know, yeah. and then, uh, we, then we just, uh, actually lived in my sister's like, uh, house just on the lower floor. And, uh, yeah, we were there for two years and played like a hundred shows per year. Uh, yeah. Was in fourteen fifteen, so that was a very very interesting time. You know, it was so close to the German border. That's why we it made so much sense because we were always driving around that area. You yeah, know? totally. So, and had a German label, Nuclear Blast, at the time. Now we're with uh, Napalm Records. So, yeah. Oh, cool! I love Napalm. They they put out a few yeah. records for us or, or handled that anyway. Um, that's rad, man. I, oh yeah. I, I always wanted to move to Europe. Yeah. And and just I, I think I would go to Spain. I, I think that, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something about Spain. Every time I'm there, it's just like I never want to leave. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just gorgeous. The people there, uh, just mm -hmm. the, the, the countryside, all of it. The food, the coffee. Yeah, it just oh god, I love exactly. Spain so much. Uh, I love Denmark as well. So I was um, uh, curious to say, like, I, how different. I mean, I've I've never been to Iceland, so I don't know. But I mean, is it mm -hmm. very much different from continental europe yeah a little bit we, we kind of get like 
we kind of get um, put into the same kind of box, I guess, like the Scandinavian countries, yeah. you know. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there are definitely some similarities, you know. We, we learn Danish in school and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think the mentality is like way, way different, you know. They, uh, I think the Danish are a bit more uh, relaxed and just like, ah, you know. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think people are tend to be a little like, you know, cold to begin with, but, you know, and uh, not, not pun intended with the cold, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, but, you know, and then, but, but we are very like, you know, you know, warm when you get to know us, you know, mm. but, you know, it's uh, t- tends to be that kind of wall up, you know, like uh, I, there are only like 300,000 here, you know, 350,000 actually. Wow. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a a very small city in you know in Germany, for example, you know. So it's a, uh, I, I think a certain kind of mentality comes along with that, you know, you know. So maybe we're a little bit, you know, maybe more than other countries. We were maybe you know kind of, sort of fit with dealing with a lockdown because it was like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of snowstorms and shit right. here. Or yeah. you're just like, let's sit this out, you know. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> right. maybe not to this extent, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. um it, I don't know about the smaller cities in Denmark, but every time I'm in uh Copenhagen or in, in especially at like a big festival there or something, I get the the sense that it's um it's, it's a lot more of like a melting pot. Like there's like hardly anybody there is is from Denmark. Like there's there's people from Egypt and just yeah. Belgium and everything like that whereas yeah. in Iceland it's it's pretty much just Icelandic people, right? I mean, is <laughs> Yeah, it's it's quite there's yeah there's I mean there of course of course there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of foreigners that uh, live here and uh, and uh, and, uh, and that stuff but definitely Denmark is such a, a melting pot you know and even like just the amount of Icelandic people that live in Denmark is like quite amazing in that small town that we lived it was like it was like huge Icelandic community there that's you know? really cool because yeah yeah actually it was it was really fun you know so but yeah I mean. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of you know how, how how should I say like secluded a little bit you know kind of like we're like just kind of minding our own business over here yeah <laughs> yeah so but it's uh, an interesting place to kind of grow up and I mean especially for a band you know for a band being from here it was you know before 2010 it didn't make any sense you uh-huh. know like because no, nobody was looking over here but then there was like a a surge of you know. Uh, talent scouts and that kind of stuff that came to Iceland and were just going to these festivals that were here and uh, yeah, just finding talent. And uh, so it was, uh, we actually kind of got, got kind of our, uh, our, uh, we kind of got, got picked up during that period, which was very nice. It was between like 2010 and 14. That was kind of a, a hot, hot time in, uh, for the Icelandic uh, music uh, scene. You know? That's really cool. What we I mean, what, what was your motivation to like uh, start playing guitar? Like, who were your heroes? Did you was it like kind of local bands or like where where did you um, kind of get into the idea that yeah. maybe I could do this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I think I was I started playing guitar when I was nine years old. Uh, I'm born in 1994, 26 now, and uh, and yeah, and I actually it's a pretty funny story. I uh, I I was kind of interested, and then I watched the School of Rock with Jack yeah, Black. That's a great movie. And I was like. I know it's so good, and uh, and I watched it for like you know uh, for like a year or something, and uh, then I got the kind of epiphany like if those kids can do it, I can do it, you know. And you know, I thought it was just such a, such a inspiring thing. I just remember going out to the like the like the uh, 
to school and I was like, who wants to join a band and that kind of stuff. And, you know, and from that, yeah, they started, you know, it was really fun. You know, there was like seven people that came to my house later that evening and we were all like, I, of course I didn't have a drum set. Somebody was playing my, like my uh, cupboard for as a, as a drum set and uh, yeah, pots and pans. And, yeah. It was really, really fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I just got it, got into like Black Sabbath and Kiss to begin with. And then, uh, my dad was like, okay, if you like this, then you probably like these guys. They came here in 1970. They're called Led Zeppelin. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, nice. And uh, so I got into that. And then I started digging around a lot. And I got really like heavily into Rush. Rush is one of my favorite bands of all oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Rush. And uh, I don't know. It's just, that's kind of, you know, I started going into a lot of, lot of like kind of obscure kind of 70s, 60s like bands. And, and like even the Icelandic. Uh, 60s, 70s scene was really, really cool. You know, there are some fantastic bands like uh, Truprot, which uh, made an album called Leven, which is like a concept piece, uh, which is just probably my favorite album of all time. I can uh, can send you the link. Please and, uh, do. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm so really interested in hearing uh, music from there, just because, like, I mean, everybody knows, you know, Bjork and and Sigur Ross and all that, but like, yeah. Yeah, as far as like Icelandic, just rock music and psych stuff like that, I would love to hear more of that. It's just, it just never, yeah, it kind of rose to the surface uh, over here or no, uh, on most people's exactly. radars anyway. Yeah. No, exactly, for sure. And I mean, uh, we like uh, the town that was closest to the airport and like the army station, mm-hmm. you know, that w- they were really influenced by like American culture because like the Americans were, uh, uh, had a army base here in Iceland, uh-huh. you know, so a lot of, a lot of uh, the people living there, you know, closer to the army base had like better, uh, you know, uh, more English abilities, I guess, you know, so uh-huh. like the lyrics were better if you were from that town, you know, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really a lot of really cool kind of proggy kind of bands that came from Iceland, you know. Especially one called Thursavlokurin, which has kind of like a focus kind of uh, vibe to them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really, really, they kind of blend like a Icelandic kind of folk, uh, like uh, flavor to like the prog rock thing. And it's really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, Thursavlokurin. It's, it's impossible to tell a Icelandic band name and then expect somebody to go and Google it. But yeah, I can send you some links, of course. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, send links, write them down. I'll put them in the show notes and uh, just give people some new stuff to listen to. That's really cool, man. Uh, awesome. It was. Uh, yeah. it, it, yeah, I, I've definitely noticed in in Scandinavia, like some bands, you know, will just choose to sing in English just because of you know the, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 greater reach that you can get, I guess. But um, is that a yeah. is that a thing in Iceland? I mean, like, because I don't I don't know, just like the, the the language barrier. Like, does any are is there like a split between Icelandic uh, vocal bands and just English vocal bands? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a bit of both, you know, and uh, it was kind of frowned upon. Uh, I think uh, back in the day, because people uh, like Icelandic people are quite, uh, how should I say, they really want to preserve the language. You know, mm-hmm. they find you know instead of just saying you know TV, you know, they go Schoenwart, they invent new uh, words to kind of to uh, to uh, yeah just invent new words and they really want to keep the Icelandic so it was kind of frowned upon when bands started doing like a fully English album or something and um, but you know um, but yeah I, it kind of gets split into two I am uh, I am really uh, you know I I don't I really feel like the music that we play it doesn't really make any sense to sing Icelandic you know and <laughs> you know 
it works for a, a lot of those older bands because some of them did that and it made sense and it kind of has a but it has a certain vibe and i, I think with uh, what i want to get across i uh, i feel i can say it better in english than i can in icelandic actually you know Yeah, yeah, I had a friend uh, from Denmark who said that, uh, and in in Denmark, uh, he's he's a filmmaker. I should probably bring him on the show. Uh, But he said there's an actual there's there's foundations that um, are made for uh, to preserve the Danish language in cinema. Uh, because they yeah. just everybody's just started making movies in English and, and stuff, and I was yeah. asking him about the differences, and he said that the that with English, he said it's a lot more fun, I guess, to have a conversation because the the subject matter can just jump wildly from like one sentence to the next. Like all of a sudden, you're just talking about totally different things. Whereas in Danish, it's much more of like kind of a the language is a lot more linear. Um, yeah, and uh, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I was just gonna see. Yeah, is it kind of is that what you mean? Like in Icelandic, like, cause you, like yeah, you can just say things more clearly. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, we work really hard to kind of keep it like that because uh-huh. we also Icelandic people kind of use Denmark as a how should I say like a <laughs> like a example about um, or like yeah, you should you should preserve it, not like Danish, you know, you know, because like there's so much, you know, <laughs> you know. I had no idea you know. there was such a connection there. That's no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it, because Iceland actually was owned by the Danish until like 1945, I want to say 46, wow. something like that. So we're, we're a relatively young nation. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny when you think back and, you know, around like, you know, even at that time, people were still living in mud huts, like these kind of things where, you know, just grass on the roof and uh-huh. it's just a hole in the ground, basically. Wow. So, you know, so we're still people living like that, you know. So we have come a long way for sure. It's kind of, yeah, you know, it's the Viking age and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. that we kind of hold on to. And it's like Viking everything here. It's like Viking hip hop or Viking, uh, you know, fucking gym or whatever, you know. It's, Why haven't uh, it's I kind been of there? Funny. It sounds like the, exactly the place that I need to be. You know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, big, big long hair, blonde, tall, goofy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, would fit right in for yeah. sure. <laughs> oh man, oh god, I um, I miss touring so bad. I, I just, I cannot wait to hit oh, the road yeah. again. There's nothing like just hopping in a van and just leaving your life behind. What uh, what's your preferred method of touring? Uh, do you just get a splitter van and uh, do that, or yeah. share buses? Like, how, how does it normally work for y'all? Uh, it kind of depends uh depends on what we're doing like us like sometimes we just do like shorter runs and then we do like like longer runs and then uh uh we've been doing you know nightliners from like for most of the like bigger ones um but then we also do like a mini nightliner thing which is uh definitely better for uh, the wallet and uh so yeah so we do that and but but then we do like, you know, the UK and then, you know, we've done a mini nightliner there, but for the most part, we, uh, um, you know, it's a sprinter and that we just stay at hotels and that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, I even miss just like checking mm-hmm. into airports. I miss everything mm-hmm. about, it. <laughs> you know, I like, it's like the most boring shit it becomes like, uh, like, uh, really, uh, I don't know, um, a very, you know, just a thing that I really want to do again, you know, yeah. so fantasizing about airports. I never kind of imagined. I know, dude. My favorite thing to do is to just get to the airport early, find a bar and just sit there and just 
drink tequila. Oh yeah, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. wait for the fight, and then just go and 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 city to city too. My favorite thing to do after the show is just to go find a local dive bar, and just park oh, yeah. it. You just at a stool and just uh, get to know the locals and stuff. Um, I I've always felt like uh, the the local bar is the best place to get to know a city because the whole city comes to yeah. you. You know what I mean? You're going to yeah. meet people from all over the place, and they're all going to have different stories. If you kind of go out adventuring in the city, you might see some cool things and stuff like that. But I've always felt like I learned more by just yeah, yeah going to a pub and having some beers and getting to know the locals <laughs> and stuff. And uh, I, I miss that so much. Um, I've, yeah, same uh, yeah. I've done it to death in the States, um, and the States is so much different than it used to be. Uh, but still, it's, yeah. it, Europe was always just really inspiring for me. I miss being over there. And Australia, too. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had the had the pleasure? Oh, yeah. oh, no, I haven't. You know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, we've planned like three times to do it, and sometimes always, like, like somehow always on like the last, like, last step something falls through, uh, and you're like, ah, oh, so, but I hope hope we can go there as soon as possible because yeah, I just do great. heard people such amazing things. Yeah, for sure, man. Oh, um, yeah. One day. I mean, your, your yeah. I mean, is, your time is coming. I promise. <laughs> you got a yeah, new yeah. record out. The world's opening up. <laughs> yeah, it's I gonna, hope so. It's gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, oh, for God. sure. Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just, just really about time. I'm, but I'm happy that we're able to release this new album now and uh, just at least get something out there get like a connection you know going and mm -hmm. uh you know it's just uh yeah <laughs> i think there was it was funny it was like a few months ago because i had been kind of like oh that's just how it is and that's fine and then at one point there was like restrictions like we're back down to 10 people and i was just like uh-uh no mm -mm. not anymore i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> i just kind of flipped out here for like 10 minutes and then i was like okay i'm fine yeah okay good. yeah <laughs> You know, but yeah, it's just about time to. Uh, we're a live band, and we're supposed to be on the road. You know, uh -huh. so it's uh, weird to waste this waste this time, kind of. But you know, that's just how it is. Did you dabble in Can't the, really the online performance or anything like that? Live streams, or have you just been kind of locked down? Yeah, we did that a bit. Yeah, we did like I think uh, four four of those actually, mm -hmm. and the last one we just did like well three four weeks ago. It was quite interesting actually. We did uh, we it was a pre recorded one because we wanted to do the production and sound everything to be like really good and just uh do like a that was the first one where uh, first one that wasn't uh free of charge so um yeah we did that one and it was in a it was so funny because we uh we announced it at like uh at, at the same time as the news got out that a volcano was just it was just like volcano o'clock right now huh. there's a volcano huh. erupting just soon and we <laughs> of course <laughs> Had the fucking, you know, we were playing in the town closest to the uh, source of the volcano. We were oh, like, shit, perfect, you know. And uh, so, uh, but we managed to play it, play it because it was, it was like what three weeks of earthquakes that we had. So, God, so it was, yeah, dude. it was intense, you know. Like it was, so it was just like, you know, every every now and then you would hear, and then buff your house with like, <laughs> like somebody would like, fucking like a like a car kind of just drove into it or something and Man, it was like that's that for crazy it was that for three weeks like with you know few hour few hour stops of course and but it was just like yeah it was uh quite quite intense and then the uh, volcano erupted what, what was it three weeks ago or something Man. so it was uh quite quite an experience even when we were playing this uh, the live stream there was like 
you know, the the place was shaking and stuff, you know, so pretty crazy. That's wild, man. Yeah. I've never, yeah, yeah, yeah. never experienced that. We, uh, the only, the closest I came, I guess, was, uh, we went to, uh, Christchurch in New Zealand, uh, in between uh-huh. th- there was like a huge earthquake that rocked the city. And then we went there and played some shows. And then like a week later, yeah. another huge one hit and just devastated the city. And so we, we kind of got in there, but, um, Oof. apparently there were a lot of aftershocks that you could feel in the hotel room, but I got so drunk the night before. That I did, I slept right through. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I woke up to like all the uh, the the walls in the hotel that we were staying in, like had cracks in the foundation and stuff like that. That like yeah. I woke up, and I was like, oh shit, oh, must have had an earthquake last night. Jeez. Hope I didn't do that. Yeah. Oof. But no. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luckily, I, I, the houses here in Iceland are kind of built to kind of withstand this shit. So it's like you know, there's so much like mother nature goes pretty nuts when it comes to Iceland. So yeah, it's uh. So we're, we're 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 kind of used to it, you know. But fortunately, it's also a very small volcano as well. It's not like a the one where we had back in 2010, where we shut down uh-huh. air traffic like all over everywhere Europe for like six <laughs> weeks. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember yeah. that was when yeah. um, we had just finished touring with Metallica at that point, and um, it wow. Uh, and one of the deals How was, was that? that was great. It was an awesome tour. I yeah. mean, that was a just yeah. obvious um, game changer. Uh, on many levels, yeah. for us. but um, but wow. th- there was a, a ever since. I hope I'm not uh, oversharing uh, anybody else's information, but um, uh, uh, Hetfield hadn't stepped on a tour bus uh, since Cliff died, um, and that was always his thing. Oh. He's like, I don't, I don't ride buses anymore. I just we're just gonna fly everywhere. Um, sure. And um, and then we when we were in Chicago, um, we were playing our own headlining show, and. Yeah. Um, Metallica came uh, to see us, and then uh, after that, uh, we were just hanging outside. I was like, oh, "We're gonna go on the bus, smoke some joints. Uh, y'all want to go?" And the, we we all kind of went on. And then Hetfield uh, looked at me, and he goes, "You know, I haven't been on a bus in twenty five years, right?" And I was like, "Oh, right, shit, Whoa. okay." And so and then he was like, "All right, let's go." And then just yeah, he wow. got, so our bus was the first bus that he got on in a while. But then whenever wow, that's that, amazing. Whenever that volcano erupted uh, and it shut down yeah. all the airports and everything, Metallica still had like thirty tour dates done, so they all. Got on buses. Hetfield got back on a tour bus, and uh, yeah, finished out the tour. Wow. Bus. <laughs> I was like, "That is crazy." That's amazing. I know. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. All due to Iceland. God yep, damn it. it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they played here in uh, what was it, two thousand four or something? Uh-huh. I was going to go, but I was, you know, what was I? I was nine years old. Did all three hundred thousand people yeah. show up, or was it? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it was. It was the largest show that had been maybe ever been in Iceland and it's only it was only like I want to say 16,000 people showed up I think that's the biggest biggest show that's ever been here so that's you know cool. it was a yeah yeah it was pretty crazy you know my sister went and had a great time and uh, yeah I was very envious my first show was Deep Purple here in 2004 actually Whoa, so, that's so cool yeah that was awesome yeah, yeah I passed out during the show it sucked <laughs> <laughs> I, from what it, it wasn't like Beatlemania I swear it wasn't like Woo! and uh, but it was uh, it was me uh, being so excited that I decided not to I didn't decide I just well, I was so excited that I didn't eat I had been listening yeah. just to Deep Purple for like four months and just yeah. like hyping up and I was so excited and then uh, then they were like okay we're gonna play some of our greatest hits and I was like <gasps> out oh <laughs> Yeah, oh, that man. sucked. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> my first show, but, uh, uh, first show that I paid my own money for, 
was a Bush. Mm. This would have been in 1995. Oh, yeah. Bush and uh, Goo Goo Dolls, actually, before yeah. they were like this um, ballad machine. They were they're oh. actually a pretty ripping punk band. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the, that was the, I think I was yeah. like, what 11 years old or something like that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be no doubt. But then they got called out, and then yeah, Goo Goo Dolls got replaced. So yeah, Bush and Goo Goo Dolls. That's me. That was my first show. Wow. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. for a show that I paid my own money for. I, I, I did see concerts before then, but it was mostly like yeah. uh, American country music and stuff like that. Does any of that so, stuff make it over from- there? Is it all popular or at all? Like country music at, in, in any era? Not really. I mean, there were some, like, there was a, a 70s Icelandic band that kind of did that thing called Brim Klo, uh and uh but that the and all the like the american country stuff never really made it i mean it has it has uh there's it's it's very underground when it comes to that stuff uh-huh. but of course there are some some songs that have of course a very strong country flavor but you know so i wouldn't say maybe like uh full-on yeah. uh country like you know so yeah no not not that big actually you know but you know but you're from austin texas right I lived there for a very long time. Yeah, I sort of live on the road now, uh, just kind of wherever okay. I please. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, Austin is a lot different than it used right. to be. It just it, it the the Texas mentality is like if somebody yeah. buys a building, they just bulldoze it and build a new one. And then so uh-huh. after twenty years of that, it's literally not the city that I moved to. It's a completely different looking feeling wow. city it's really crazy and um the people there wow. i'm not knocking it i mean it's kind of the cool thing to do to say like oh austin sucks now um but it's just different you know it's it's like a, a rich kid's playground and mm. it, there's just yeah it, it's just a different kind of city it's not really the live music capital of the world anymore um it's it's more of like no, a, it's, no, no. it's more of like a food capital it's, i feel like it's more of a food town people like to go out and, and dine and and have drinks and and not crowd into yeah. a, a tiny club and and get all sweaty and and wait in lines and things like that it's a, it's a very convenient city exactly. uh, if you have the money for it yeah you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean compared to iceland it's probably relatively cheap i guess you know we are you know getting a beer is like you know, I what is it like? I don't know, like eight, like nine dollars or something. You know, eight dollars for a beer. So yeah, it's not I, that yeah. far off. But so, yeah, I mean, you know, it depends on where you go. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, six, seven dollars, or maybe more. You get, get a beer. For I'm me. bad at math. No worries. Right, yeah. <laughs> Australia was the craziest one for me because uh, just a pint of beer yeah, yeah. at a pub is like fifteen dollars. You know, it's just out of control. Oh, so yeah? you literally like you just. I went and got like a a steak pie. And a, a pint of Guinness, and it was fifty bucks. Mm. I was just like, good, like what? <laughs> oh how, man! How do you take a girl on a date? Okay. Here, man? Like my Goddamn. goodness, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, <laughs> so expensive. Um, but the yeah, weed was yeah. the same price. Exactly. Yeah. I was crazy. happy with that. I was like, okay, well, as long as you know, we can still get some decent weed yeah. over here for the same price. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How is the? Uh, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but how's the weed in Iceland? I've heard it's very good, but I've never been. Yeah, it's super strong. It's like just it's yeah. So I guess I guess good for sure. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's very easy to get a hold of actually. You know, so you know, it's just you know, it's such a small small place. It's just uh-huh. it's that guy, that yeah. guy over there. He does that. You know, I <laughs> go over and ask. You know, but uh, but yeah, as I said, I, I I'm not like I uh, I am. Uh, I've always been more of a a beer guy. So I'm uh, you know always kind of follow myself more a bit more in that that direction you know but you know but i from you know from experience though it's 
very easy to get a hold of and it is quite uh yeah it's pretty cheap i think you know maybe not compared to like you know the netherlands or places where it's actually legal right. but you know yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's pretty okay yeah that's cool. It's, it's, and it's not a contest. I, I never give anybody shit if they're like, I don't yeah. smoke weed. No, yeah. That's good for you, man. It's more for me than, you know, uh, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Being on tour, though, it's, uh, it just, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I actually don't smoke all that often anymore. I smoke at night, sort of, just after I've gotten my whole day's uh, activities done and everything. And I just uh, kind of smoke to unwind instead of uh, just yeah. all day long like I used to. But on, on tour, it's kind of tough because then it's just like, well, you know, you wake up a little hungover and you have a nine hour drive. And it's like, well, we might as yeah. well smoke this weed because, you know, can't take it with us. And then, yeah. thing, you know, you just, yeah, end up smoking all day every day again like a 19 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I swear I'm a permanent 19 year old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of funny, man. We, we have like we have this rule where we you know we play completely sober yeah we're very yeah. boring like that so it's mm-hmm. like you know you don't you know we're always like you know you know like i guess probably it stems from being you know 12 years old and playing at a bar and you know of course yeah. you're like of course not of course of course i don't do this you know and then you know and then with time it was just like you just kept on being in that kind of vein where it's like i don't know i uh, just really wanted the um, because I can't play and have a, if I have a beer, I, my, my, uh, my technicality just goes down 10% with each step. <laughs> it sucks too because you, I just you think have you're better. Like, like you're yeah. having more fun. You're like, oh, I'm killing it right yeah. now. But then you go watch video later and you're like, oh man, exactly. yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. I appreciate like, that. Why um, am I playing behind my head? I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I do. I I I usually have some beers uh, beforehand. It just kind of I don't know. It's just it, yeah, it's yeah. Their own. I mean, it kind of greases the wheels for me. You, that's one of those things you have to you have to practice it. I think you have to. Yeah. yeah. I remember I saw Pantera. This was ninety um, six, maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, Dimebag did this trick where he okay. flipped his guitar uh, sort of to where the strings were facing the floor, and he put the the bottom of the guitar on his belly. And I put a shot glass, like a plastic cup full of whiskey on the headstock. And he just sort of leaned back until the guitar like dipped all the way up so he could catch the shot glass with his mouth and, and throw the throw the whiskey back like that. And I just remember thinking, Whoa. I was like, how many times has he done that to where he can just <laughs> do that every time? Like, that's some, uh, yeah, like the marriage of alcoholism and, and guitar playing. That is, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is extreme, but man, uh-huh. you're lucky to have seen Pantera. I, I, uh, they were good. One of those bands that I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could have seen them. You know, but, it was brutal. Yeah. It was the only time I ever uh, at the at that time I thought I was going to die. Uh, they, I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I don't know. Um, but uh, they started because I, I really wanted to be in the pit. I was like, I'm going down there. Yeah. I'm doing it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm hard. I probably looked like I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they started like right when Dime went into walk, it was just like dun 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 dun, and the whole place exploded. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> and I I turned around and ran, uh, and I think I lost a shoe. I I, I actually I, I had some airwalks. I lost one of my shoes, and I turned around and my friend uh, had picked it up, and he was running with it. So I, yeah, I, I with one shoe ran out of the pit. Thought I was gonna oh. die. It was a great show though. Um, man, wow, that was, that was a really good time. Yeah. I- I know, I know, yeah, I know that feeling all too well. You're like, I can handle this. Then you go and do it. You're like, I cannot handle this. And <laughs> I immediately, oh, I, I even had like, uh, 
it was such an unexpected experience that there was like a reunion band, like thing here in Iceland. I went to this uh, festival and there was a rap band called uh, Quarashin, so which were pretty big in the early 2000s. And uh, I was like, oh, this is entertaining. I remember this. And, and then at some point, just everything, they play their main song and everything just goes absolutely nuts. And I, this has never happened to me before, but like people were just pushing each other from both sides and I was stuck in the middle somehow. And I like, I, I wasn't touching the ground anymore. I was like, people Whoa. were like, I was like, yeah, it was, it was so weird. I was just in, in air, like I was just being squished between these two forces and I was just like not touching the ground. And my, I had like a, a army jacket on and it like latched onto some girl's hair that was there. Uh, she was in the other like she was like right here and then oh my god and then like i felt that we were going from each other and oh. it was just like whoosh and i just had a lock of hair oh. in my uh fucking uh on my coat oh yeah it was um, ouch i was fucking gnarly actually <laughs> <laughs> be careful at pantera shows and quadrasy shows yeah right <laughs> i mean I, I can't wait to be terrified yeah. for my life again at a at a concert um <laughs> oh yeah one day soon definitely one day very soon exactly well, hey man oscar it's I mean, been a real pleasure talking to you man I, and i really enjoy your too. band i'm really looking forward to the new record and mm -hmm. uh is there do you think we could play a song off of it um i don't know if you have any favorites yeah, or, uh, definitely. yeah what, what your uh what your first single is going to be but i'd love to play a song yeah you can go for yeah awesome thank you so much man yeah crystallized this um is one that's pretty fun and uh kind of proggy and uh yeah, kind of showcases what too. the band is about Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, um, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, taking the like uh, inviting me on, and it's a big honor. Not really nice to speak to. You. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get this out soon. And uh, yeah, everybody, please go check out the Vintage Caravan's new record. They are fantastic.
Thanks so much for tuning into the highway this week. A big shout out to Reverend Guitars, Railhammer Pickups, and Earthquaker Devices. If you liked what you heard, you can follow where you can follow, subscribe where you can subscribe, and if you want to go one step further, you can support us on Patreon at The Highway with Kyle Shutt. For a few bucks a month, you can help us keep this party going, get early access to next week's episode, and even get yourself a shout out.